Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Glad you're here. Our number is 877-381-3811, Well, you've heard this, but let's, let's dig in a little bit because we cannot allow this U.S. Lafayette Park issue just to slide by for two hours after it was hammered and hammered and hammered for weeks. I actually have the Inspector General's report in front of me. I'm not reading the news articles because the media, as you'll see, are so corrupt that we would be well without them because they are destroying freedom of the press. We really need a new media. But with these uh, corporatists and their uh, boards of directors and so forth, we're never going to get a new media. So it's among us, between us, that we have to communicate, pass on information. Now, I want to read you a little bit, not to create monotony by any means, June 2021, Office of Inspector General, U.S. Department of Interior. Many, many years ago, I was the deputy solicitor of the U.S. Department of Interior, the number two lawyer there, so I know the Inspector General's office there is huge. It's filled mostly with civil servants, and it's extremely competent. And they write here, what we learned, summary of factual findings... First, they say, at the request of then-Secretary of U.S. Department of Interior David Bernard and members of Congress, we reviewed the actions the U.S. Park Police, USPP, took to disperse protesters in and around Lafayette Park in Washington on June 1, 2020. Our review focused on events that occurred in and around the park from May 29 through June 3 amid the ongoing Black Lives Matter protests. We sought to describe what occurred primarily from an operational perspective, including how and when the USPP, that is the Park Police, 
in coordination with its law enforcement partners, developed and executed its plan to clear the park and the USPP's reasons for dispersing protesters from the area. We also sought to determine whether the warnings that the USPP provided to protesters before it executed the plan complied with applicable guidelines. We did not review as part of this project individual uses of force by the USPP officers. These actions are the subject of separate inquiries or ongoing lawsuits. All right, that lays the foundation of how we got here. What we learned, summary of factual findings. Protests began in and around Lafayette Park on May 29, 2020. On May 30, the USPP and U.S. Secret Service established a unified command to coordinate the law enforcement response to the protests. From May 30 to May 31, at least 49 United States Park Police officers were injured while policing the protests, and federal and private property were vandalized. On the morning of June 1, the Secret Service procured anti-scale fencing to establish a more secure perimeter around Lafayette Park that was to be delivered and installed that same day. The U.S. Park Police, in coordination with the Secret Service, determined that it was necessary to clear protesters from the area in and around the park to enable the contractors' employees to safely install the fence. The USPP planned to implement the operation as soon as the fencing and materials and sufficient law enforcement officers arrived at the park. Six other law enforcement agencies assisted the United States Park Police and the Secret Service in the operation to clear and secure areas near the park. Now let's just stop for a moment. you remember all the violence that was taking place? The attacks on the historic church, St. John's Church? In addition to these 49 park police, over 50 Secret Service were injured. The President of the United States and his family were taken to the underground nuclear bunker. You talk about inciting insurrection. Inciting insurrection, nothing like that occurred on Capitol Hill. And I don't defend what occurred on Capitol Hill, but I reiterate, nothing like that happened on Capitol Hill. Nothing. The operation began at 6.23 p.m. and was completed by 6.50 p.m. So it took 30 minutes. Shortly thereafter, at 7.01 p.m., President Trump walked from the White House through Lafayette Park to St. John's Church. At 7.30 p.m., the contractor began assembling and installing the anti-scale fence and completed the work by approximately 12.30 a.m. on June 2nd. So what did they conclude? Factual findings. Summary. We found that the United States Park Police had the authority and discretion to clear Lafayette Park and the surrounding areas on June 1. The evidence we obtained did not support a finding that the USPP cleared the park to allow the president to survey the damage and walk to St. John's Church. Instead, the evidence we reviewed showed that the United States Park Police cleared the park to allow the contractor to safely install the anti-scale fencing in response to uh, destruction of property and injury to officers occurring on May 30 and 31. Further, the evidence showed that the United States Park Police did not know about the president's potential movement until mid to late afternoon on June 1, hours after it had begun developing its operational plan and the fencing contractor had arrived in the park. In other words, in plain English. This had nothing to do with what Trump did. Trump had nothing 
to say about clearing the park. Nothing. Zero. This was a decision by law enforcement to secure the park, which is right next to the White House, in order to protect the White House from the violent rioters, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and others, who injured almost 50 park police officers and over 50 Secret Security Uh, Secret Service security personnel. What else did they find? We also found that although the United States Park Police used a sound amplifying long-range acoustic device to issue three dispersal warnings to the crowd on June 1, not everyone could hear the warnings. Okay, well, what are you doing in the park where there's violence anyway? You don't need to hear warnings. Get your ass out of there. Furthermore, we found that the USPP does not have a detailed dispersal warning policy applicable to operations like the one that occurred on June 1. And it goes on in matters that are of no consequence to us. How many more examples do we need of the American media, the Democrat Party, Trump haters and never-Trumpers creating propaganda and flat-out lying to the American people? I asked Mr. Producer, I asked the team to pull together some of the tweets on June 1st and June 2nd, and I want you to listen to these, because this helped propel a narrative about Donald Trump, and I had to sit here behind this microphone and constantly say the Attorney General of the United States, Bob Barr, excuse me, Bill Barr, and the President of the United States... Donald Trump said over and over again, we had nothing to do with clearing the park. We had nothing to do with the tear glaze. We had nothing to do with any. And they wouldn't be believed. They wouldn't be believed. Joe Biden is an ambulance chaser. Joe Biden is a street hack politician. He will say anything for power, say anything to gain power, anything to keep power. That's why he... And the miscreants and malcontents that make up his administration keep saying that climate change and white supremacy are the greatest threats in America. Not communist China, which is massively building up its military. Not Russia, which has modernized almost 90% of its nuclear force. No, 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 no. The greatest threat is climate change and white supremacy. And those damnable phrases and radical notions are the reasons why these fools are going to get us in a big-time war. Because Xi and Putin and the others look at this and they say, all right, we see the weak underbelly and his name is Biden. Now, what did Biden say on June 1st? He tweeted as follows about Trump. He's using the American military against the American people. He's tear-gassed peaceful protesters and fired rubber bullets. For our children, for the very soul of our country, we must defeat him. But I mean it when I say this. We can know we can only do it together. June 2nd, Joe Biden from his basement, when 100,000 Americans died because of his incompetent leadership, this president golfed. When Americans peacefully protested outside the White House, this president tear-gassed them from a, for a photo op. Donald Trump was elected to serve us all, but he only looks out for himself. You see what a sleazeball Biden is and always has been? Kamala Harris, June 1, 2020. Donald Trump just tear-gassed peaceful protesters for a photo op. Chuck Schumer, June 1, 2020. How long can this president go? President Trump ordered federal authorities to fire tear gas at peaceful protesters so that he could hold a photo op to appear like a tough guy. His words are empty. His actions reveal his true nature. 
By the way, I wonder if the Wall Street Journal and National Review and these others were of a similar mindset. I don't recall. I'm just wondering. Chuck Schumer, June tw- uh, 2nd, 2020. President Trump's relentless need to make himself a weak man feel strong led him to order federal officers to gas peacefully assembled Americans so he could sneak his way to a church photo. So he could wave a Bible, not read a Bible, not even his Bible, as a prop. Nancy Pelosi, June 1, 2020, across our country. Americans are protesting for an end to the pattern of racial injustice and brutality. We saw most recently in the murder of George Floyd. Yet at the time when our country cries out for unification, this president is ripping it apart. Tear-gassing peaceful protesters without provocation, just so that the president could pose for photos outside a church, dishonors every value that faith teaches us. Adam Schiff, June 1. When a president is fearful and flailing, lacks the capacity to lead and unify, turns to the American military against its own citizens, and tear gases peaceful protesters to make way for a photo op, we must do what he cannot. Bring people together and fix a broken system. General Jim Mattis, one of the greatest disgraces of my lifetime, in a statement to the Atlantic, June 1, 2020, when I joined the military some 50 years ago, I swore an oath to support and defend the Constitution. Never did I dream that troops taking that same oath would be ordered under any circumstances to violate the constitutional rights of their fellow citizens, much less to provide a bizarre photo op for the elected commander-in-chief with military leadership standing alongside. It never happened, you creep. I don't care how many stars you have on your chest. General Martin E. Dempsey, an Obama hack, June 1, 2020. America's military, our sons and daughters, will place themselves at risk to protect their fellow citizens. Their job is unimaginably hard overseas, harder at home. Respect them, for they respect you. America is not a battleground. Our fellow citizens are not the enemy. Be better. Another nitwit. The Washington Post, June 1, 2020. Authorities used rubber bullets, tear gas, to clear protesters near White House ahead of curfew. Trump then walks to a nearby church. The New York Times, June 1. This was the scene outside the White House on Monday as police used tear gas and flash grenades to clear out peaceful protesters so President Trump could visit the nearby St. George Church. Where, where there was a parish house basement fire Sunday night. NPR, police in Washington, D.C., used tear gas and rubber bullets on peaceful protesters to clear them away from St. John's Church, which suffered a small fire Sunday night near the White House. President Trump then walked to the church for a photo op. You see the, how they're trying to make the connection. The Daily Beast, tear gas had apparently been used to break up protesters near St. John's Episcopal Church so that Trump could take a photo in front of the house of worship after his speech. The president held up a Bible in front of the church as cameras flashed. And it goes on. Lying SOBs, generals, politicians, the media, all the same riffraff, if you ask me. Another bold-faced lie from the Trump haters. Like inciting an insurrection on Capitol Hill. Did you hear all the violence that took place here? Burning a church, 49 U.S. Park Police injured, over 50 Secret Service personnel injured. But that wasn't an incitement, no, 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 to an insurrection, even though the Secret Service had to take the president and his family down to the bunker. No, 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 no. That was peaceful. And if we were to collect more from MSNBC and 
CNN and CNBC and all the other sleaze balls dressed up as real reporters. It'd be an inch or two inches long if I printed it out. These are grotesque, lying thugs. We're pushing this country over the cliff. I'll be right back. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things along with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. By the way, I'll be on Hannity tonight on the Fox News Channel, 9.25 p.m. Eastern Time. 9.25 p.m. Eastern Time. I hope you'll check us out. He's got a great show, night in and night out, doesn't he, Sean? He is steady Eddie. 25 years. 25 years he's been fighting for this republic. 25 years he has never, you know, cowered. 25 years he's been under attack. So, I mean, uh, he's one of my closest friends, but he is a pro. And I don't have anybody else who does television five nights a week and does radio five days a week. To be a radio broadcaster is an enormous amount of work and effort, if you're going to do it right. And you can tell who does it right and who doesn't. People are just going to pop off on articles and so forth. And you want them to go a little deeper, explain a little bit more, I think. And uh, Sean preps very, very hard for radio, and he does for TV doing. He, write, he writes his own monologues and so forth. So that's four hours a day on air. Four hours a day on air, which means at least six to eight hours a day off air preparing. He's great. So I'll be on his program tonight at 9.25 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, folks, I want to link everything I just discussed about Lafayette Park to American Marxism, so stick with me. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things, along with Hillsdale College professors, right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. 
We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Oh my goodness, who would do that? Really, really hate him. Nothing to hate. Nothing to hate. I'm really... I'm a puppy dog, aren't I, Mr. Producer? Not all the time. Sometimes a Rottweiler, but I got it. But mostly a puppy dog. By the way, I was thinking. And uh, I don't know any time in history, certainly recent history, where we've had lightweights at the same time. One is president, one is vice president. We've had a lightweight president, a lightweight vice president, but typically not both at the same time. And I, actually, I correct myself. So we had Obama, Biden, two lightweights, and now we have Biden, Harris, two lightweights. And I have to tell you, Harris is way over her head. Way over her head. She really has no credentials to be vice president of the United States. Not because I say so, because she demonstrates this day in and day out. Day in and day out, she demonstrates this. And the Democrat Party knew this. The voters in the Democrat primaries rejected her. She had a dropout early on. But then Biden resuscitates her career and makes her vice president of the United States, his running mate. But even the Democrats could tell that she was way over her head. And she is. She doesn't even make sense when she speaks. She's not even prepared. We've made great progress. Well, what did you do? We made great progress. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's a great future. We made great progress. I mean, it's just insane. As I told you, I just received the official hardcover copy of American Marxism. So it's coming. I only have a few. So it's coming. It'll be... It'll be in stores, it'll be on the uh, various internet ordering sites, uh, and you'll get to get it in real time. But I'd like you to get it on July 13th, the day we begin. I want you to think about something. I've been talking about this in little spurts, little pieces now, for almost eight weeks. And just talking about this, And in my own county of Loudoun, I have people who are emailing me, people who are leaving messages for me, people who are sending me letters, thanking me, thanking me, thanking me, thanking me for bringing national attention to this. And they feel just in the last two months that we've made great progress. And the book hasn't even come out yet. And you can see, because this is a national show, it's a national show, even a a magazine... I believe today, I don't track this. Somebody told me the top 100, I'm number three. Actually, I'm number two. They can keep saying I'm number three, but I'm number two. I have the numbers, but, you know, arguing, I'm number two isn't exactly a winning argument, but you get it. We're everywhere in the country. On AM and FM radio, on satellite, on the internet, on the podcast. We're everywhere in the country. Whoever has any kind of device, anybody has any kind of radio, you can hear this program, and not only in America, but all over the world. And give it the size of you, my audience, Levinites, the number of people out there. 
when we talk about subjects, it's important. I've said this before, and I don't say this to put down anybody or anything, but talk radio is much bigger than cable TV. It just is. You and the audience listening to me now, you're two, three, four times the size of most cable TV shows on their best night. And so conservative talk radio is very, very important and has an enormous impact. And then when you have a podcast on top of it, which we do, it's that much more. And so when I'm talking about critical race theory and these other theories, almost daily, and I'm trying to link it back to what I believe is strongly can make the case of American Marxism, it starts to have an impact. Not because it's me, but because of what we, you and I, are talking about, learning together, and also expanding. And so I want to do that again, and again, and again. Because I think, as I said before, you can see the budding movement that's out there. And we're going to build this into a huge movement. And there's a lot of ways to do that, and I'll talk about it again when the book comes out. But in the meantime, at the opening of the show, I read to you from the Inspector General of the Interior Department's report. Not a news article on it, but from it. Everything they said about Trump and Lafayette Park was a lie. Everything the media reported was a lie. Then I read to you some tweets, some selected tweets from the media, from Democrats, and from generals. Liars. But they wanted to believe. They're self-serving. They wanted you to believe things about Trump that were not true. They wanted you to believe things about his character that were not true. And they hate your guts too, by the way. Oh, yes, they do. What do you think all this white supremacy crap's all about? And I'm not just talking about white people. Anybody who disagrees with their Marxist agenda. I pointed out a month or five weeks ago or so that Marx's profession, as long as profession anyway, was as a journalist. And it's not a surprise that when you see the, the American Marxists today in these various news platforms, oh, they'll deny it, but they can deny whatever they want. I don't give a damn what they deny. Remember, this is part of the case. We're going to make the case... Use our language, use it properly, and identify what we need to identify. But he was a so-called journalist. And the modern journalists, so-called, are using Marx's tactics. And many of them don't even know it. They just claim, oh, I'm a social activist. On page 194, I point out, in an interview with James Ledbetter, the editor of Dispatches for the New York Tribune, a 2008 book of Marx's articles for the Tribune. Yes, he wrote for the New York Tribune. Ledbetter, who looked at all the articles, explains that the basic Marx approach to his New York Tribune column was to take an event that was in the news, an election, an uprising, the Second Opium War, the outbreak of the American Civil War, and sift through it until he could boil it down to some fundamental questions of politics or economics. And then on those questions, he would make it his judgment. In this sense, Marx's journalism does resemble some of the writing that is published today in journals of opinion. And it is not hard to see a direct line between Marx's journalistic writing and the kind of tendacious writing on public affairs that characterized much political journalism, he says especially in Europe, but this was written some time ago, it's especially now in America, in the 20th century. So he wrote that in 2008. So the modern American journalist, so-called, 
is not what the framers of the Constitution had in mind. They're not about freedom of speech. They have taken the approach of Karl Marx himself, who was a journalist for a long time. And as I also point point out in American Marxism, thus Marx approached journalism as modern journalists do today. That is, he was unencumbered by a commitment to actual news reporting. Instead, his reporting would shape the news around his own opinions and ideology. Now Ledbetter in his book continues, after 1848, Marx learned the power of counter-revolution and began to believe that existing systems of government and economy could not be overthrown until a relatively informed and organized proletariat, the masses, could be mobilized to do so. This became clear with every passing year. In many nations, such organization was decades away if it existed at all. And as I point out, in short, Marx understood the power of mass communication and the need to control it and shape it from events, excuse me, frame events and opinions. In other words, the purpose was to propagandize, not inform. And I go out, go on further length in the book, American Marxism. Now when you read, as I read to you, those tweets, and when you read this Inspector General's report, There's simply no denying what's going on with our media. Our media, academia, entertainment, the culture, the Democrat Party, the surrogates of the Democrat Party, the teachers' unions, among others. Yes, all pushing their agenda. And one of the things that we're going to talk about in the days and weeks ahead as well. We've talked a lot about critical race theory. We spent an, an enormous amount of time on this as well as other issues. But transgenderism, ladies and gentlemen. Because critical race theory is just one branch of the American Marxist agenda. Transgenderism is another branch, and not the only branch. There's many. There are many movements that have been spawned from Marxism, which I call now American Marxism. And I want to strongly encourage you to order your your copies, pre-order them. You'll get first editions. Amazon has them almost 40% off, because we need to take these issues and grab them by the horns and wrestle them to the ground. And we can do this together. And I dare say over the last two months leading up to this program this evening, we've talked about a lot of things that you may not have been aware of. And we've talked about it in a way that's understandable. And we've mentioned names of individuals you may never heard of before. Well, there's a lot more. We need to know our enemy in order to defeat our enemy. And we must defeat our enemy if we are to retain a free and open society. All of you who love this country, I don't care what your race is, what your religion, any of it. Red-blooded Americans. Whether you're a newly minted American last week or yesterday or last hour, or you're one of five, six, seven, eight generations. We're going to have to come together. We're going to have to unify. And we're going to have to build a movement that pushes back. American Marxism, 
and I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things along with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. We do something a little differently here, although I can't swear by it because I don't listen to most of the other programming. And I hope you do, because the more the better as far as I'm concerned. It's just that I have other things to do, including prepare for this. The reason why my books fuse so well or easily into my program is not a coincidence. It's because I'm writing about what I believe and what I think and what I tell you. Except I'll take a topic or multiple topics that I think are front and center that we must address and confront. And I will write about them. And not just write superficially about them. Nowhere in this book am I patting myself on the head. Nowhere in the book am I saying, look at me, I was the first on critical race. I don't care who was the first. It's irrelevant to me. And yet in the back of the book, there's almost 500 endnotes. I think there's 400 and some endnotes because I want to give credit to everybody, everybody, who deserves credit. And I want to give discredit to everybody who deserves discredit. And so you can look them up yourselves. And that's how I go about this. I don't say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to write a book about flowers. And then I'm going to hawk the hell out of it. No. I'm talking about this book because it's part of my radio show. It's because what I believe in. And I'm promoting this book because I want to help save the country. And this is what I do in my little way. I live and breathe this stuff. Probably to my own detriment health-wise, but I can't help it. I know that my time on this earth is limited, as is yours, as is everybody's. And I know that my time behind this microphone is limited even more, because I can't do this when I get a certain age. And so here we are, staring totalitarianism right in the eyes. Here we are, staring Marxism right in the eyes. And we're told we can't call it Marxism, we can't call it Marxist, it's progressivism, it's liberalism, it's democratic socialism. I had different names for this book, and I said, damn it, it's American Marxism, and that's what I'm going to call it. Well, we need a subtitle. I said, no subtitle. It is what it is, two words. It is what it is, two words. 
And it's actually worse now than I thought it would be at this point. Which is why I held up the printing presses. I needed to go through the book again. And I needed to address many of these things that are taking place. And then I said to the publisher, I don't know how fast we can do this, but we need to get this out as fast as is humanly possible. And that is what we have done. We moved up the publication date two months ago. The printing presses are ready to go. We're actually going to have to do a second printing already. There are many, many orders with the big retailers and small retailers and Amazon, of course. And that's because of you. We love this country. And so that's what we're going to talk about. That's what we have to talk about. And if we don't do it here on talk radio, and if I don't do it in this book as well, then where is it going to be done? Oh, there's my beautiful wife bringing me a little treat. Chocolate. Thank you. She knows I love chocolate, and sometimes it's hard to wait till the program's over, Mr. Producer. Are you aware of that? By the way, Mr. Producer's wolfing down steak sandwiches and hot dogs, and Mr. Callscreener's uh, even worse. He's wolfing down two hot dogs and two hamburgers, but that's another story. All right, folks, we've got a lot more to cover. I hope you'll stick with us. Don't forget, I'm on Hannity tonight, 9.25 p.m. Eastern Time on the Fox News Channel. We'll be right back. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. Joy Reid is on MSLSD. She shouldn't be anywhere, given her vile, homophobic posts over the years, which she lied about. But she's such a radical, unhinged kook, they put her in prime time, I think, 7 p.m., and I want you to listen to this so you get an example of what that side of the aisle, it's not even that side of the aisle, those morons over there, what they think and how they talk. You know, it's an amazing thing when you live in the freest country on the face of the earth, at least for now, the most prosperous country on the face of the earth, at least for now, and you don't even realize what you have. You don't even realize that somebody like Joy Reid, plucked from obscurity, plucked from stupidity, given a primetime show that these things don't just happen. In America, you can actually make something of yourself, even if you're an unhinged lunatic. It's not true in most other countries. Certainly not true in communist China, fascistic Russia, Islamo-Nazi Iran, and so forth and so on. And that's why these Marxists never leave America for some other culture or society or country. Where are they going to go? Where are they going to go where they can make this kind of money and be stupid asses? Honestly. Only in America. Speaking of which, I'm going to address this. Joy Reid on MSLSD yesterday. Cut three, go. 
There are seven countries in Central America. There's another dozen countries and two uh, sort of territories uh, in she South She must have America. just did her Wikipedia to find that out. Go ahead. Talking about 433 million people in South America, something like what 44 million people in Central America. The United Wait a States. There's 433 million people in South. Something like 44 million people. Oh, right off the top of her head, she's something. Photographic memory. Go ahead. With Mexico, is not the only important issue that matters to the world. Well, it's an important issue that matters to America. It's an important issue that matters to America. As you, as you broadcast from your cozy surroundings and environment. And don't have to deal with any of the consequences. Whether you're somebody trying to reach the border. Whether you're somebody who lives on the border. You're a fraud and a phony and a fool. Go ahead. Those seven countries have a long history with the United States. Much of it troubling and those seven countries have a long history within those countries much of it troubling including today but they don't want to talk about today ever do they go ahead the united states used much of central america as essentially a giant plantation google the united fruit company we have a long sordid torrid history with this region. The history does not begin at the border where people are showing up. That is not the only important thing that matters. There's a whole history that long precedes people arriving at the border between Mexico and the United States. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know any people or society or country that at its birth was perfect Lacked injustice? I can't think of one. Not one in Africa, not one in Southeast Asia, not one in the Middle East, not one in Europe, not one in North America, not one in South America. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. But let's talk about America today. She won't. She wants to talk about the United Fruit Company. She doesn't want to talk about America today. Where are you freer today? In these Central American and South American countries or in the United States of America? Joy. And why are all these losers named Joy, Mr. Producer? They have no joy. No, no, no. As a matter of fact, people from these very countries where the United Fruit Company had plantations want to come to America. We just saw that in a Gallup survey. Twenty Over 25% of the people south of our border want to leave their countries. 42 million of that 25% want to come to the United States. She didn't mention that, did she? Why is that? Because she wants to talk about the United Fruit Company. She doesn't want to talk about today. How are people treated south of the border today? You see, this is the problem with the American Marxists. On the one hand, they say they're trying... They're trying to leave poverty and crime. They need refugee status. They need to escape from their countries. And then when you say, well, you know, their cultures are crap. Hey, you must be a racist. No, no, no. They're saying it by, by their own mobility. They're leaving. No, 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 they're not. 
But why are they trying to come into the United States as refugees? That has a very specific meaning. Refugee from what? Refugee from what? And then they broaden the definition to include poverty and crime. That's not what you're a refugee from. You're a refugee from a totalitarian genocidal regime. That's a refugee. But no, we broaden the definition. So on the one hand, the Joy Reeds of the world tell us, hey, let's remember the United Fruit Company. The fruitcakes on the left. Let's remember the United Fruit Company. But today, today, our history, you know, it goes way back. All history goes way back, you idiot. All history goes way back, you idiot. But the United States, it's an amazing thing. All these people want to come to the United States. They're trying to leave these regimes in these countries. Trying to leave these regimes. Because they're no damn good. To come to the United States. I have to ask you, what, does, what kind of mind, what kind of sick unhinged, insane mindset is it? Where somebody like Joy Reid, who's picked out of obscurity, and has absolutely no talent in my view, and has a very bigoted past, becomes wealthy, becomes well-known among the morons that watch that network. And they... What kind of a person like this wakes up every day hating their own country and yet living in luxurious surroundings? There's an utter disconnect. Utter disconnect. Reminds me of LeBron James. No other country in the face of the earth would a guy like this be worth a billion dollars. Well, he's a great basketball player. Exactly, that's my point. And because he's a great basketball player, he's Confucius now. He's Mahatma Gandhi. He's Moses. What did, what did LeBron say? What did he, oh, he did? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, then, that's very, very important. Surrounded by the fruits of this society. Surrounded by luxury. And I've said it many times before, and I want to give a hat tip to a great economist who's also cited in several of my books, George Reisman. And I've commented on this. You go into a supermarket today, you have available things to you that no other society in human existence has ever had. And no other society other than the American society has abundance For everyone and anyone. At affordable prices. Wines from all over the world. 45,000 different kinds of beer. Different slices of meat. Different levels of fat and ground meat. Oh, it's unbelievable. You want a thigh. You want a breast. You want a wing. All kinds of chicken. You want it cooked. You don't want it cooked. We got all kinds of lettuce. In fact, we have lettuce that isn't even called lettuce. Apples. We got apples. Uh, I'd like the Java nah, apple, uh, nah, I, I like the pink apple. Are you kidding me? Three different colors of grapes. You want them with seeds, you want them without seeds. We got big oranges, we got tangerines, we've got hybrids of tangerines and oranges. Whoa! Look at that. You want bread? Yes. 
How many grains do you want? What do you mean? 14 grains, 2 grains, 1 grain. You want white bread? You want, uh, you want wheat bread? You want sourdough, potato bread? What do you want? We got all kinds of bread. And by the way, we have a bakery. You do? Oh, yeah. All kinds of baked goods. Oh, my Lord. Look at that. Then get the coffee. What coffee? Over there. 45 different styles of coffee. What do you want? My goodness. You go to the paper section. Mr. Producer, they have 10 different types of toilet paper. You want double-ply, triple-ply, single-ply? You want the extra big roll, the little roll? What do you want? Anything you want. It goes on and on and on. On and on and on, and it's available to everybody. Not just royalty, not just the rich, everybody. Anybody can walk into that supermarket. Anybody regardless of who you are. That's not true in the vast majority of countries on the face of the earth. And I am sick and tired of the American Marxists, the Joy Reeds, and the other miscreants and malcontents who enjoy the fruits of capitalism, enjoy the fruits of liberty, enjoy the fruits of the history of the greatest country on the face of the earth, and then look for every reason to pick its scabs and to undermine this country and to call it things it is not and to call you things you are not. I'll be right back. Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to pure talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs, with the absolute best consumer service team, based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. The Democrat Party... And its uh, surrogates are also obsessively focused on something they invented, a phrase they invented called climate change. Just like Black Lives Matter, because everybody, I think, I hope, believes Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. And so they steal that, that language in order to create what they hope is, uh, from a political perspective, an immune organization. Oh, there's a Black Lives Matter group. Oh, great. They're not the Marxist anti-Semite group. No, no, no. They're the Black Lives Matter group. Okay. It's the same thing with climate change. You, Climate change. Oh, my goodness. It sounds so scary. Oh, yes. And you're causing it. Yes. 
The meat you eat, yes, the cows are causing it. Everything about you is causing it. Everything you do is causing it. We consume too much. You see, on the one hand, as Ian Rand used to point out, they attack capitalism for not creating enough wealth and opportunity and goods. Now they attack it because it creates too much. It's whatever tool in the drawer works. That's all they care about. And climate change, my God. The same morons behind... Oh, it can't be the lab. What are you, conspiracy? Not the virus. No, no, no. It jumped from a bat to a human being. That's the consensus among scientists. Don't look any further, you kook. You're a denier. Same with climate change. It's a hustle. Even if it's changing, let me tell you a little secret. There's not a damn thing we can do about it. Oh, you don't understand electric vehicles. What are we, the Jetsons? People are nuts. And yet, this is public policy. And Xi, the genocidal maniac in Beijing, he's looking at this and smiling. And Putin, the old Soviet secret police, he thinks this is hilarious. All of our enemies think it's hilarious because they look at John Kerry and they see a, a big dumb guy. They look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden's going to now meet world leaders and And he's going to make it abundantly clear to them, no longer any confusion, that he's a nitwit. So Biden is in Mildenhall, England today, and he tells them, you know the greatest threat you're facing, ladies and gentlemen? Cut eight, go. We must all commit to an ambitious climate action if we're going to prevent the worst impacts of climate change limiting global warming warming to no more than 1.5 degrees Celsius. Stop. So what does that mean, uh, Mr. President? 1.5 degrees Celsius. What is that? What does that mean? Go ahead. The global, the global transition to clean energy technology. You know, when I went over in the tank in the Pentagon, when I first was elected vice president with President Obama, the military sat us down to let us know what the greatest threats facing America were, the greatest physical threats. This is not a joke. You know what the Joint Chiefs told us the greatest threat facing America was? Global warming. You know, the problem with Biden is he's such a serial liar. He doesn't even know when he's lying because he's pathological. Truly, he is. I'm the Bandy X Lee of the microphone. He's a nut job. He's a liar. He doesn't remember what he says, lie from lie. And this is when he had his wits about him. And if that's the case, then the Joint Chiefs should have been fired, every damn one of them, and we get real generals in there, real admirals in there. Anyway, go ahead. Because there'll be significant population movements. There already are, you idiot, on the southern border, having nothing to do with global warming, but your stinking policies. You jerk! And now we have John Kerry. Do we have time or not, Mr. Producer? John Kerry with The Economist today. Or as I like to call him, John D. Student Kerry. But still he's getting those mashed potato and applesauce infusions in his face. Have you noticed? His face is running down his chin at all times. Cut nine, go! Is it your view that something, some mechanism for pricing carbon will have to be part of a long-term solution? Or do you think it is possible to have success to net zero without that? Oi, gewalt. 
And that is the economist. Go ahead. Possible to have it without that. Uh, but the question is whether you can move fast enough and whether it, 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 it embraces. Have to move fast, fast, fast to kill the American economy. Come on, fast. Go ahead. Whether whatever we choose to do embraces all of the available best opportunities. Uh, I am convinced okay, ladies and that, gentlemen, uh, what does this idiot know about weather, climate, science, anything? He knows absolutely nothing. He knows about as much as Fauci knew about this virus. Honest to God, I'm, I'm serious. This is now John Kerry's idol. This is John Kerry's false idol. This is what he worships, and now we're all required to worship it. And they're all laughing. The communist Chinese are on the move. The Russians, all of our enemies are on the move. Yeah, yeah, we'll sign that Paris peace. Whatever you want. The Paris climate. Call it whatever you want. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah, John. We'll sign it. Two dummies. Best friends in the Senate. Can you imagine? Two dummies. But don't worry. He knows all about it. And, and you know, it's our gravest threat, ladies and gentlemen. And the communist Chinese say, yes, it is. It's your gravest threat. And never forget that. Look over there. Look over there. You know what? I'm being honest about this. I'm being serious about this. I fear we're going to get into a big war, and I fear it's because of fools like this. And we're not going to be ready because we will not build up our military thanks to fools like Elizabeth Warren. Crackpots, unhinged, insane. I'll be right back. Have you noticed Biden's giving Putin and Xi what they want? Here's the latest today. Biden has replaced former President Trump's executive orders that sought to ban downloads of the Chinese-owned apps TikTok and WeChat in the U.S. In place of his predecessor's orders, Biden directed an evidence-based analysis of risk posed by software and apps designed and developed by a foreign adversary, including China, that may represent an undue or unacceptable risk to the national security of the American people. The reason Trump did this is because they already knew what China was doing through these software packages. Biden is selling out our country. He talks tough, and then he gives our enemies what they want. He's selling out our country to Hamas and the Palestinian terrorists. He's selling out our country to the Islamo-Nazi terrorist regime in Tehran. He's selling out our country to the genocidal war machine that is communist China. He's selling out our country to the fascistic murder who is Putin. He's selling out our country to countries south of the border with open borders. This is what they mean by globalism, I guess. Selling out America. What do you think, Joy Reid? Hey, don't forget the United Pineapple. Hey, Joy, how about we move up to today? This is really quite appalling. Trump wanted to block new users from downloading the apps, but the orders were blocked in courts and never took effect. Oh, you got to love our courts too, don't you? Oh, yes. But as we all know, the real national security problem is Mother Nature. Mother Nature. we got to control Mother Nature. And you know how we're going to control Mother Nature? We're going to drive electric cars. Where does electricity come from? Never mind. And the electrical grid, it's naked. It can be attacked. Never mind. Never mind. 
By now it should be clear that the media are corrupt, that endless entities within the federal government are corrupt, and the politicians are corrupt. And they're dragging us into their ideological, theoretical hell. Which is why we must dig in our heels and fight this. There is no such thing scientifically as climate change. Now what do I mean by that? Does the climate change? Well fine, the climate changes. We have no control over it. What I meant to say is man-made climate change. There is no such thing. These are frauds and fools who are pushing agendas. The white dominant culture. It's pretty funny this white dominant culture, isn't it? A white dominant culture that's allowing so many people who aren't white into the country. That's an amazing thing. It's not that white dominant, after all. Barack Obama noted it the other day. They're just just, uh, upset because the demography is changing. Well, the demography is changing, I guess, because white people are allowing it to change since they're the majority. I mean, just listen to what they say and how they think. Steve Dubuque, Iowa XM Satellite, go. Mark, thanks so much for taking my call. Thanks for being a great patriot. I, I totally support of what you're talking about. You are a huge voice in our radio that we need. Thank I've you. got all your books. My plan is to reread them this summer so I can fight the fight that you're talking about. I haven't bought the new book yet, but I'm going to. Okay, thank really you, quickly, sir. Really quickly, you want to get to my point. Yeah. You, you're welcome. Uh, get to my point quickly. Um, I, I kind of caught the, the end of what you're talking about with Joy Reid and uh, South America, Latin America, uh, you know, plantations and the fruits and all that kind of stuff. And it just occurred to me, why has it not occurred to Joy Reid that that's exactly what Nike and LeBron James are doing with China? Excellent <laughs> has point. Has that not made any sense to them? Excellent point. And as a matter of fact, Back, circling back to what she said, did the history of these countries in South America begin as these countries in South America? No, the indigenous people were brutalized. Is she aware of this? I don't know what the hell she's aware of, but you make an excellent point. Modern day, today, some of her heroes, some of her political uh, uh, people who she supports politically and who support her, I should say, have no problem with the genocide going on in communist China and elsewhere. You are exactly right, sir. And if I had any free government cheese left, I would give it to you. Thanks, Mark. All right, my friend. That's an excellent call. That is a great point. All right. Well, look at this. The phone system's back. All right, let us go to... Wait a minute. I want to play the... Um, the, Loud, the, the Fairfax County, Virginia teacher who went to the Loudoun County, Virginia school board and spoke to the parents in Loudoun County. I want to get that done before I forget, ladies and gentlemen. So this is all happening in Virginia. It would never be happening in Virginia if Virginia was still a red state. And you notice the blue states are depopulating. Joy Reid's point, why are they depopulating? Why are people moving out of the blue states? Because they can't stand them anymore. That's why. That's why they don't want to leave their homes. Isn't that the line? But they're refugees now. They're refugees because of the crime and the poverty. Just like people want to come into Texas. They're refugees. We have American refugees who want to go from New York to Florida, New Jersey to Florida. 
American refugees who want to go from California to Texas and California to, to uh, Tennessee. We have our own refugees, based on the definition that the morons give. Where was I? Oh. Lilith Venetian is a teacher at Loudoun... No, she's actually a teacher at Fairfax County. And she spoke at the Loudoun County School Board meeting. I'm highlighting these events because we want to build on them and build on them in a big way. And these are very, very courageous patriots. And she got up there and she gave them an earful, which is a great thing. Let's go to cut 12. Go. Fairfax County public school teacher, and I'm going to give a message of encouragement to parents and teachers and students who are too afraid to come and speak forward. Parents, the longer that you wait and you don't hold your child's schools accountable gives these guys more time to dictate what's best for your child's physical, mental, and emotional health. Don't be afraid to speak out for your kids because they are voiceless and they, and they rely on you. You should be afraid of them rooting for socialism by the time they get to middle school. Teachers, it may seem that our careers have come to a dead end, but I'm here to remind you we don't work for the school board. We work to mold the next generation of well-rounded American patriots. So don't give up because it is up to us. Students, you are on the front lines of these indoctrination camps. Challenge the staff when you are presented with a ludicrous statement and do not allow anybody to tell you that you cannot accomplish anything because of your skin color or to hate yourself because of your skin color. Students, it is up to you to be the next generation of victims or victors. And finally, to the board, this isn't over and your policies are just as... And your policies are just as pathetic as making us wear masks, she says at the end. And I want to thank the courageous teachers who are speaking out. You have free speech rights, too, at these public forums. Not just the uh, union boss thugs, who are in significant way behind all these policies. I want to thank you. Another courageous individual. Let's take another call. Let's go to Mary, Loudoun County, Virginia, speaking of the great WMAL. Go. Hi, Mark. Um, Yes, I'm calling. I am a very concerned mother of two teenage daughters in the Loudoun County public school um, system. By the way, you notice that board just voted to make the superintendent uh, give him a permanent job. So this board is rubbing it all in your faces, in our faces in Loudoun County. Go ahead. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, Well, I'm calling because I have a seventh grader this year, my daughter, and two of her friends. um, One of them has has told my daughter recently she is becoming a boy. She started, started the hormone shot. All right, wait a minute. Seventh grade, how old is that? 13, maybe? 7th grade. This girl's 12. 13, 12? 13 years old. My God. Yes, and she just sent my daughter a picture. She hadn't heard from her in a while. And she said, actually, my name is no longer this girl name. It's this boy name. Um, so, it, she and she sent a picture of herself to my daughter, shocked her, and she is becoming a boy. You know, we don't even allow people to vote when they're 13 years old. We don't allow them to drink. We don't allow them to smoke. We don't allow them to do a lot of things. But we allow this? Can't we even wait till somebody's 21 to figure out what they want to do? 13 years old? Seriously? Do people make their best decisions when they're 13 years old? Shocking. Exactly. And these are girls who... who these are girls whose hormones are shifting. They're confused anyway. Exactly. No, you're quite right. So 
I have a whole section of this in the book. I can't get to all of it in one show or even on the radio. But this is being pushed, believe it or not, by the United Nations. It's being pushed by a lot of organizations. There's a lot of educational material. uh, And people are being trained to promote this sort of stuff. It's not just critical race theory. It's what I call critical gender theory. They call it genderism. And we're going to have to talk about that, too. We can't ignore it anymore. All right, Mary, Loudoun County, Virginia, where I guess all our property price uh, values are going to go down, Mr. Producer. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Somebody disagrees with me. Let's go to Daniel, Houston, Texas, Sirius Satellite. Daniel, go right ahead, sir. Hey, Mark. Hey, I just wanted to uh, get an understanding of where you get all your information about global warming. It seems like there's a lot of evidence that it is man-made. And Well, then why don't you point to just one piece of evidence? One piece of evidence. Yeah, you say there's a lot of evidence, so it must be swirling all over the place. There's been plenty of research and studies. Which research and which scientist? Ever hear Richard Lindzen? Ever hear of Robert Carter? Have you? Yes. Ever hear of Patrick Michaels? Ever hear of nine? Have you ever heard of over 9,000 scientists and climatologists? Anybody talk? Okay. Sir, sir. I asked you a question. Don't be an obnoxious liberal. I asked you a simple question. Can you give me a name? Go ahead and give it. I would ask everybody out there to do their own research. You know what, folks? This is what we get. We get a guy like this who has no information whatsoever, utterly unfamiliar with what I've been saying over the years. I have an extensive chapter on this in Liberty and Tyranny that we've discussed for years. I have an extensive chapter in the upcoming book, and he... And I mean, it seems like the science is overwhelming. The science is not overwhelming. That's why they have to keep changing the name of it. Because global cooling isn't existing. It doesn't exist. Global warming, maybe, some. Well, let's call it climate change, and let's blame everything on climate change. The rising oceans. That's the rising oceans have nothing to do with climate change. It's called gravity, it's called the moon, and it's called the sun. It's not a damn thing we can do about it. But this guy's a believer. He can't help it. 
He's a fanatic. He comes, uh, can you give me example? I'll, I'll give you a thousand names of scientists and climatologists. They're every yes, and I would encourage you go on the internet and Google it. And Google it. It's the same type of experts that were telling us over and over, it can't be the lab. No, and wear a mask and don't wear a mask and do wear a mask. Who are their experts exactly? He can't give me a single name. Daniel, I'll give you one more chance. One name, one study. Go. I'm asking all the listeners. Get off to the go phone, up. you idiot. Asking all the listeners. Go ahead, folks. Go on the internet. He's asking all the listeners to check it out. Check it out. I'm all for checking it out. Unlike Chuck Todd. You know what? We're not going to have anybody on my program here at NBC News. Chuck Todd with a fourth grade uh, IQ. We're not going to have anybody on my show here who's a climate change denier. So that means any physicist, and there are many, any expert of any kind, no matter their degrees, no matter whether they're from MIT or Stanford or Harvard, not one of them is welcome on Chuck Todd's show to, to, to challenge this issue. We have scientists who say there is no climate change happening in any significant way. We have, climate, we have scientists who say there is some warming, but it doesn't matter. It's so minuscule. We have scientists who say, yeah, there's a little bit of warming, but man has nothing to do with it. We have scientists who say, actually, it's getting a little cooler when you look at the broad spectrum over 200 years or so. And it goes on and on and on. So he's, uh, there's a lot of scientists who say it's happening. Right. So why is it that the politicians are out front pushing it? Why? Why is it that the ideologues are behind this? Daniel doesn't care. Doesn't matter. And I'm not going to stand on my heels with guys like this. You know if you want to go to the internet, you can go to the internet. You want to know, you know if you can go to Google or or Bing, or DuckDuck, or whatever you want to, you can do your own research. We don't need Daniel to tell us that. Do it. And unlike Daniel, I can name scores of scientists from the top schools in the country who raise all kinds of different questions about this. He can't name one. One of the experts he relies on. I can even name some of the experts that they rely on and tell you where they're wrong. Because that's what I do. I study this stuff. Chuck Todd, can you? No, he can't. He can't even decide how to have his hair cut. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. We are going to take calls this hour, 877-381-3811. Does anybody know who Shalanda Young is? Shalanda Young. Anybody? Don't look it up. 
who is Shalanda Young. She's the acting OMB director. Did you know this? No, she is. It's Shalanda Young. And she's at a hearing today, and we've been using this term that our government compels us to use. Now, birthing people, that would apply to all of you women. I'm really quite frustrated why media personalities and so-called journalists keep calling Joe Biden the first lady. Lady is out. It's the first birthing person. And I'm serious that we ought to start mocking them. The first birthing person. We have as vice president the first birthing person vice president. And what does this mean, birthing person, anyway? What does this mean? Well, Representative Jason Smith asked this question at a buzzet hearing today. Hat tip, C-SPAN, cut, 17, go. The budget requests $26 million to reduce maternal mortality and eliminate race-based disparities in outcomes among, quote, birthing people. Uh, This is a shift from recent budgets, which referred to maternal health issues as women's issues. Um, I'm waiting for a hallmark and the rest of them to have the birthing people cards, aren't you, Mr. Producer? Go ahead. Heard the term before. Can you explain what it means? Uh, absolutely. Uh, there, there are certain uh, people who do not uh, have uh, gender identities that apply to female or male. Okay, so there are certain people who do not have gender identities that apply to male and female. I don't know what it else it would apply to. I don't know what else it would apply to. I mean, we. We concoct these stories about climate change, and yet we know what a vagina and a penis is. May I say? I think I'll say it. We know what they are. We don't have to play games about that, do we? Apparently we do. There's people who simply do not identify with one or the other. Okay, so let's change our words. Let's change our whole world. Because there's some people who don't identify that way. Okay, great. So everything has to change. Locker rooms, bathrooms, the language. This is the definition of insanity. Oh, and it's a civil right now, we're told. A civil right, and if you don't agree, uh, you're a hater. You must be a white supremacist. Go ahead. So we think our language needs to be more inclusive in how we deal with... It's not inclusive, it's exclusive. The way you talk about women and ladies, it's disgusting. Uh, birthing people. Birthing people. I'm still trying to figure out what you call men, Mr. Producer. I guess we have to look at the $6 trillion budget proposal that Biden's put out there to find out. Now, you birthing people out there should be very upset that we don't have a new phrase for men. I mean, here, since the beginning of mankind and womankind and all kind... We had, okay, you're a female, you're a male. Not anymore. All of a sudden, we've learned since Biden, 140 days and all, all of a sudden, we've learned, no, 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 that's not true. It's not inclusive. Inclusive of what? People who want to switch genders or people who want to do this. Well, what does that hell does that have to do with anything? 58 flavors, more than Baskin Robbins has. Go ahead. Jews. Uh, I think the underlying issue is most important that your colleagues, Lauren Underwood and others, are working on is to try to ensure that uh, those of color who are 
uh, giving birth, leave the hospital alive. And that, that's the issue rather he than... He didn't ask you that question. We don't need lectures about leaving the hospital alive. There's nothing you can do to improve that. We asked you a question. Go ahead. The verbiage. Uh, the verbiage matters, but the underlying issue is extremely The important. verbiage matters because you're the one who changed the verbiage and the verbiage, I might add. Go ahead. Because I'm working hard on this uh, because all of those giving birth... Uh, should have access to the same quality health What do we call women who don't give birth? You can't call them by birthing person. What do you call them? See, this is how you dehumanize. This is how you dehumanize. A birthing person. No, it's, it's a woman. No, it's a birthing person. We're all the feminists out there. We're all the radical kook feminists out there. Shouldn't they be marching and protesting peacefully, of course, with their Molotov cocktails? Shouldn't they be peacefully marching? I remember when they used to burn their bras when they weren't getting respect. Well, what's going on? What's going on? You want to be called birthing people? No, I have a mother, or did, and a wife. No, 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 they're not birthing people. Uh, And then they they wrap it around in self-righteousness in this way, you see. We're not offending anybody. You're offending me. What do you think about this, women in the suburbs? You all in or what? Excuse me, birthing people in the suburbs? It's it's almost like a Monty Python skit, isn't it, Mr. Producer? All right, go ahead. Is the administration's official policy to replace the term woman with birthing people? I think our official policy is to make sure when people uh, get service from their government that they feel included, and we're trying oh, to use inclusive okay. language. Okay, that's, that's very cool of you. Yeah. Of course. Now, will your budget fund the Wuhan lab, given its magnificent track record over there? Cut 16, go. Uh, Congressman, I'll point you back to the president's uh, tasking of the intelligence community. That's the appropriate place uh, to task to, to look at the source of uh, of, of uh, COVID in any relation to the Wuhan lab. So let me ask you this. Can you commit that American dollars will never be used to fund such research going forward from this budget? Congressman, I started my career at NIH. I would never, you know. Oh, another genius at NIH. Another birthing person. You know, the Republicans should insist. You know how they have these little name things? When you sit and you testify, it's Ms. this and Ms. that. No more Ms. It should be birthing person whomever, if it's a female. May I say female? I think I will. Birthing person whomever. Or BP, rather than Ms. It should be BP Shalonda Young. BP Shalonda Young, birthing person. So now all men are to look at women as birthing people. Not as women, not as ladies. Not as human beings. They're birthing people. That's it. Birthing people. Go ahead. As someone uh, who believes we need ah, to Ah, shut up already. I can't take this, to be honest with you. I, I, I mean, everywhere you turn, it's like, it's like so bizarre. Is it not? And these people are in charge. And they're getting their way. And they're imposing their will. And they're trying to enshrine their, their, their perverse... I'll say it, perverse attitudes and even their perverse phrases. So let's do away with Mother's Day because it's not inclusive. Let's do away with it. 
There should be no Mother's Day. Let's do away with July 4th. What's going to happen on July 4th? Is Big Dummy going to be on the South Lawn watching the fireworks? Running around in a Superman costume? I'm talking about Biden. I'm serious. Why are they celebrating July 4th when they just told us July 4th isn't the birth of the nation? Juneteenth Day is. Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Absolute insanity. I cannot believe that the vast majority of the American people buy this. But then when you have Joe Biden going around trying to build up his base by saying everything Republicans do are racist. If you don't turn the country over to one party rule under the Democrats, you're racist, you're white supremacist. And to keep saying it over and over and over, the big lie, the repetition by the, by the corrupt media, same thing, big lie, repetition over and over again. It has an effect. It has an effect. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Listen, we want to be inclusive. That's why we can't use the word woman or the word lady or the word girl or the word female. We want to be inclusive, especially with you white supremacists. That's right. We want to be inclusive. Good Lord, what insanity. By the way, more good news, and you can thank Joe Robinette Biden. Deutsche Bank issues stark warning about rising inflation. This is from Town Hall. Lee Barkukis. Deutsche Bank said the United States may be headed toward one of its worst periods of inflation in history. amid increased government spending and relaxed monetary policy, warning that the belief inflation is transitory could have serious consequences for the economy. Look, I'm banging the pots and pans over this. The reckless spending. We've never seen spending like this, not just in American history, but world history. We've never seen spending like this. And the massive tax increases don't even come close to covering the spending. It is a, uh, it's a facade. But nonetheless, those massive tax increases, the highest in half a century for sure, they're going to create economic dislocation. So you're going to stunt growth. You're going to stunt growth. You're going to use Marxist class warfare rhetoric. You're going to massively increase spending. These are the ingredients for destroying a financial system. These are the ingredients for destroying an economy. Let me be blunt. These are the ingredients for destroying a currency. 
The report, which was just released, begins with a series of quotes contrasting Ronald Reagan's warning about how serious inflation is with how Joe Biden, Janet Yellen, and others have justified acting big. We're going to act big! I want you to think. When the currency is devalued via inflation, what happens to your salary? What happens to your pension? What happens to the money you put aside? For whatever the reason. What happens is they reduce in value. A dollar isn't a dollar anymore. What are the other pressures? The other pressures are price increases. For the retailer and others, those who produce, those who sell, the costs go up because you have inflation. And this is the dragon that you don't want to let out of the cave. This is what Ronald Reagan had slayed. You have inflation, which means the price for goods and services are increasing quickly. Yet the value of the dollar is going down quickly. It is a horrendous tax on everybody. So when this clown Biden and the clowns who surround him say, oh, we're only going to tax the rich and redistribute wealth and do all those cool things, he's a fraud. He's an idiot. These people are stupid. Yes, even non-birthing people are stupid, like Biden. So you have upward pressure on prices, downward pressure on income, because the currency becomes less valuable. It becomes weak. So you need more dollars to buy something, and your dollar in your pocket is worth less. I can't make it any clearer, Mr. Medusa. That's why Reagan went immediately after inflation. And it was very painful It was very painful to eliminate inflation. Very painful, but they did it. And he had to do it. But this makes the inflation that Reagan had to confront 40 years ago, this makes it look like a walk in the park. This is going to be a monumental disaster. He has a $6 trillion budget proposal, and the military is flat, by the way. On top of his $2.3 trillion, on top of another 2 point some odd trillion dollars for the phony infrastructure bill. Economic dislocation, the devaluation of the currency, it is a disaster. Go big. The hell does go big mean? So the bank says the consequences of delay, that is delaying dealing with this, dealing with it, we're going in the wrong direction. Will be greater disruption of economic and financial acti- activity than would be otherwise the case when the Fed does finally act. In turn, this could create a significant recession and set off a chain of financial distress around the world, particularly in emerging markets. So it can create inflation, deflation, and create a depression. These clowns think that all their spending is has lifted up the economy. We have over 9 million jobs that are unfilled. People are getting paid for sitting home. And Biden says the jobs are unfilled, but it has nothing to do with paying people to sit at home. I told you, 
Sometimes you have a nitwit as vice president, and sometimes you have a nitwit as president, but you don't often have two nitwits. Except we did with Obama-Biden, that's another one. We are witnessing, they say, the most important shift in global macro policy since the Reagan-Volker access 40 years ago. Fiscal injections are now off the charts at the same time as the Fed's modus operandi has shifted to tolerate higher inflation. That is, they're keeping interest rates low, 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 while spending, that is, deficit spending, is going through the roof. The typical reaction from the monetary, from the monetarist should be, well, we have to raise the interest rates. But they're not. So what's going to happen at some point is the lid's going to blow off. That's their point. They go on. This will continue to output moves above potential. This is why this time is different for inflation, the report says. Listen to this. The effects could be devastating, particularly for the most vulnerable in society. Well, maybe the most vulnerable in society to start voting Republican. In conclusion, the bank said the Fed's approach to inflation leaves global economies sitting on a time bomb. This is Deutsche Bank, not me. When you have economic devastation, economic dislocation, when the value of the dollar is devalued significantly, you know what else you have, ladies and gentlemen? Riots. More riots, more violence. They've laid the foundation already. White supremacy. Critical race theory. So if something goes wrong, it's the result of a white-dominant society picking on, I guess, others, people of color. They've got their whole race narrative set. They've got their whole, you know, get-the-rich class warfare set. In other words, the American Marxists are all poised and ready to jump. And I have to ask you a serious question. This isn't a mistake, folks. This is being done purposely. This bank is telling them, warning them. And they're not the only ones. There are serious economists all over the world who are not political hacks, like those who write at the New York Times and the Washington Post and the rest. They're warning them. Even Obama's former economics chief, Jason Furman, he said we could end up with 3 to 4% inflation this year. That's this year. But it's going to be much, much higher. Because we've never seen anything like this. You're going to choke the golden goose and at the same time spend, spend, and spend. While that is an economic and financial disaster. And it is looming. Sorry. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. 
And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Folks, just a reminder, in less than an hour, 9.25 p.m. Eastern Time, I will be on Hannity on the Fox News Channel. I hope you'll check us out there. Um... And uh, we always have a blast, don't we? Also, I believe uh, you great Levinite patriots out there, pre-ordering copies of American Marxism, we may well be on a pace to having pre-orders, all types, that is hardcover, ebook, and audio, of 150,000 copies. So I want to encourage those of you who haven't jumped in with both feet, Come join us. Make a difference. We've got a lot to do. And it's going to start in in earnest, at least with the book, on July 13th, if we've been sort of doing peekaboo for the last few months up to this point. And it's uh, $17.45 right now on on Amazon, almost 40% off, and you can get your first edition copies as there will be future printings. And nothing, I think, would send a bigger message than having the biggest pre-orders in modern times. And then when you get the book, you go through an airport, you're sitting on an airplane, you're sitting in a park and so forth, proudly carry it with a title that can be read. And we'll spread the word, because you are the Paul Revere's. And hopefully this book is a equivalent to a Thomas Paine pamphlet, even though it's significantly longer. But he wrote many pamphlets in my defense. I'm not saying I'm Thomas Paine and you're Paul Revere. I'm saying this is our time. Right now. This is our time right now. I appreciate so much those of you who have jumped in. And I, I just want to encourage more of you to, 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 uh, to join us. Um. I want to uh, issue a warning. I want to issue a warning. And I'm deadly serious. I've never been more serious. Joe Biden and the Democrat Party are creating conditions for a war with China. Now, I don't blame the United States. I blame China. But here's what I mean. By our failure under Biden to immediately and significantly increase defense spending... The communist Chinese see this. Their spending has reached record highs. They spend more on defense than all the countries in the surrounding Asian area combined. Japan, South Korea, whatever. This is peacetime. And they're spending like it's wartime for wartime. We are not. They're reckless, on the domestic side, reckless deficit spending combined with these low interest rates are going to drive inflation through the roof and impoverish millions of people. So these two things are where we are headed with Joe Biden. 
I, I really believe this. May not happen next year. It may not happen the year after that. But he's dragging us down these two paths. And so is his party. I don't think there's any question about it. Let us go to uh, Sherry, Raleigh, North Carolina, the great WPTF. How are you, Sherry? Yellow. Doing yellow, wonderful. Yellow. Thank you. Very good. Hi there. Hi there. Hi. Such a pleasure and privilege to speak with you. Thank you. Anyway, um, when you're talking about renaming mothers as um, birthing persons, it's just super upsetting and uh, insulting. That's the official position of the Biden regime. It's so insulting to have my value as a woman and mother who can only a woman can Mm -hmm. provide the role in term mother to a child. And it's just beyond upsetting. And it started, as you know, so, so long ago. I had mentioned to your call screener years ago when Elton John and his partner were still together and whether they adopted or had a surrogate for their children, Elton John's partner was insisting that he be named mother on the child's birth certificate. And back then, however many years ago it was, it just enraged me. I'm like, how well, this you... Well, is, is, this is actually a, a bridge much further than that, right? Because this is... All women are viewed as birthing people. And I thought the feminist movement was, no, that's not how you look at a woman. But doesn't it dehumanize? Isn't that it, Sherry? It dehumanizes women. Absolutely. And now I am excluded, like you were saying. This is with the intention of being uh, increasing inclusion. But now we, the women, the primary caregiver and best source of love and nurturing to a child is being excluded from that role. Yeah, because uh, morality's out the window. And uh, I don't have any copies of American Marxism to give away right now. We will at some point. I won't have more than 20, 30, 40 of them, but there's in there I discuss at some length how this relates to the whole critical theory movement. It's not just critical race theory. It's the critical theory movement. And the theory behind this is that Americans... Christians in particular, set up a society in which they defined morality. And of course you can throw in Jews in there too, but they they defined morality, and they defined morality this binary um, um, relationship. And why should we comply with this original Christian uh, dominant society uh, and their morality Uh, when uh, people are doing other things, people want to do other things, and why are we confined to this? This is where it's coming from, just so you know. It's critical theory. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. Yeah, we're... It it is a war on tradition. It is a war on, uh, on, on institutions. It is a war on faith. It's a war on, really, everything even that's in the Declaration of Independence. All right, Sherry, thank you for your call. Let's go to Chris. Now, that's got to be Fayetteville, Arkansas, correct? That's AK. XM Satellite, go. Mark, it's an honor to talk to you. I've been a listener for probably the better part of 14 years when I first discovered you on Patriot. And uh, 
Uh, it's just an honor and privilege to speak with you. And I, my call tonight was because of the, you know, the uh, millennial know-it-all liberal uh, with the blind faith for climate science who called in and can't provide any evidence of why he has the opinion he has. I'm a geologist. Uh, I went to school to change a career as an adult, so I was spared the indoctrination uh, because I knew it was, you know, coming for me. Uh, but there's no... There's no credible evidence to show that climate change is man-made. It's all uh, natural occurrence. We're in the middle of a 20,000-year warming cycle, uh, and there's there's really nothing out there. The only thing that there is is there's grant money, and that grant money, if you want to be a grad mm-hmm. student or you want to pursue your Ph.D., you only get that in in the geosciences is if you tote this line that they want you to tote, and that's the man-made climate change. Uh, and it's you know to me that caller is indicative of the millennial generation who has no experience, no life experience, and no real knowledge uh, that automatically know everything because it's trending on Twitter or they've read it in the first 10 hits on the Google search. Uh, so it's indicative. You know, you know, you're so right. Dr. Uh, Patrick Michael, who was on Life, Liberty, and Levin, he made your point, and you're making it extraordinarily well, which is a lot of this is pushed by government grants. And collegiate grants, that if you want to make money in this field, you cannot take a contrary position. In fact, you can't even be uh, neutral on the subject. And it's interesting, where you find the cheating and the lying and the, and the misuse of the statistics, uh, Chris, is on those who keep pushing the man-made climate change agenda. Whether it's these UN outfits, and we saw in the emails, whether it's one of those college organizations, which we saw in Britain and so forth, you don't find people who are really trying to get to the bottom of this and are, are have an open mind, if not skeptical, uh, playing with figures, cheating, anything like that, do you? No, absolutely. And, and, and when you see these climate models, these, these people that take – you know, millions of pieces of data, they data mine, they put them into a climate model. They're literally the same models that the doctors for COVID were using. And look at how off they are in one year of their projections, and then they want to try to do this sort of thing over a 100-year period. When we're only using 100 years' worth of temperature data versus millions of years of rock core and, and drill core data from deep earth, that we know this is what it is. This is a normal thing. Like you say, to simplify, the tides, the moon, the sun. That's about as simple as it gets, and that's really what it is. Uh, but but they don't want any of that. Uh, and luckily, I went to a university as an adult uh, where we still had professors who were there from the 70s and 80s who would sit the students down and say, listen, no need to panic about this. If we can make things better, we can, but this is not the end of the world. This is something mm-hmm. that happens naturally. And then we but, have- but you see, they say, we have to hurry, we have to act, we have to hurry. And what do they want us to do? They want us to kill the capitalist system. They want us to kill our lifestyle. And uh, they're being taught this in school after school after school, as I point out in the book. This is the propaganda that you were able to avoid because you were an adult at the time. But it is drummed into these kids. And if you dare afterwards say, you know what, that's not right... Go look at Google. Go look at Google. What do you mean go look at Google? How about you read some studies and read some books and read some research? Chris, I want to thank you very much for your outstanding call. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Let's go to Leslie, Phoenix, Arizona, XM Satellite. Go. Hey, Mark, good evening. How are you? Okay, thank you. Go right ahead. Good. Hey, I had a few good things happen today, and we are so inundated with... Yeah, we woke up and we're breathing. That's one good thing right there. Yes. And, And also, I wanted to give you a little laugh. I decided I would tell you right up front... But I will not be using any explicatives when we speak. Explicatives? You know, we will find a... Yes, Miss Maragay, yesterday, as you recall, when oh, she yes, yes. criticizing uh, yes. how abundant our flags were, she, she said there were explicatives on the side of people's trucks. Yes, she so did. I'm going to sell off my chair. As you always say, the New York Times... Really, we expect better than that from their... their uh, no, actually, I don't. It's just tongue-in-cheek. But anyway. Well, we, we keep hoping. So today, this IG report came out basically exonerating Donald Trump. No, completely. It said that he had nothing to do with the tear gas, with the rubber bullets, with clearing out Lafayette Park. It was cleared out for these fences that the U.S. Uh, Park Service and the uh, Secret Service wanted to put in place. And once they did it, he walked through it. But they said he had nothing to do with it. Right. Exactly. And don't you think it's poetic justice that Biden gets on the plane, goes over to England, acts like a dork, as he always does, and this brave IG says, wow, this is a great day. This is like the equivalent of the 5 p.m. Here's the problem with Biden traveling overseas and meeting all these leaders. Now, they're going to know what the rest of us know. That he's a dim-witted moron. I'm quite serious. All right, Leslie, I have silenced you with my genius. Let's keep moving. Catherine, Fort Worth, Texas, the great WBAP. Quickly, go. I'll get right to it. Okay, the one thing out of everything you've discussed, the thing that is driving me so insane, Mark, please help me with this. Okay. Is the way the people on uh, on the Fox News and you guys, and I I watch you all, listen to you all, Mm. The way y'all just casually play it or let, let them say it over and over. And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are uh, diligently trying to find the reason for the uh, mass immigration at the border. If I hear that one more time, uh, am I the what only one talking about? in the twilight? Hello, hello, Earth calling. I've said over and over again they're doing it because they want to import Democrats. 
Are you not listening to my show? I am every day at work. I'm sitting right here at work listening Mr. to Mr. Producer, can you vouch for me? Well, you must not be listening to me. You must be listening to somebody else. Well, Rick Roberts before you, and then you. Okay, Rick's a good man, too. He knows what's cooking. I talk to Rick all the time, but I just mean, why is nobody else standing up and screaming and saying... I think a lot of people are standing up and screaming. I think you've made a mistake. I think you're actually watching CNN by accident. You see a lot of stupid people? That's CNN. All right, thank you for your call. I must be missing something, but it wouldn't be the first time. Sarah, Springfield, Missouri, the Show Me State, the great KSGF. I think you ought to change that Show Me State stuff. It doesn't, it doesn't ring right. Go ahead. Hi. So I actually work as a social worker, um, mm-hmm. not a typical Republican probably, but I see a lot. I do. Oh, no. I misjudged the clock. Sarah. Richie V, get Sarah's phone number. Sarah, I definitely want to talk to you. You were on hold. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. I'll be on Hannity in 30 minutes. Don't miss it. Please get your copy of American Marxism. I don't know what else to say, but God bless you and thank you for everything. See you tomorrow.